Welcome to The Sipping Point, a brand new podcast where we dive into the world of whiskey one nip at a time. Every episode, we'll have a new guest sharing their dream drams, the perfect place to enjoy them, and the fascinating company they'd invite along for the ultimate whiskey tasting experience. And to spice things up, we'll be doing all of that while blind tasting three mysterious malts and sharing our headlines from the nose, palate, and finish of each as we show you, you do not be a connoisseur to be part of the conversation. We're going to ask our guests to unlock their whiskey cabinets and unveil their treasure trove of beloved bottles. Together we'll hear about the flavours that tantalise their taste buds. And once we've discovered their dream dram, our guests will also reveal the perfect place to enjoy it. Whether it's a cosy fireside lounge or a breathtaking mountaintop, location can elevate the sipping experience. And of course, what's a dram without delightful company and conversation? Our guests will share the names of fantastic individuals, both real and fictional, they'd love to have by their side to complete the experience. The Sipping Point plans to celebrate the individuality and diversity of whiskey. So whether you're an enthusiast looking for new recommendations or just interested in the intricacies of individual preferences, this pod invites you to discover the richness and depth of the whiskey world through the eyes and palates of our guests. My name is Cameron Hobbs, I will be your master blender, and I'm delighted to be joined every single week, because every distillery needs their core range, by Angus Coots. Hello. Welcome to The Sipping Point, Angus. Very excited to be here. And what is this for you? For me, it's an opportunity to drink whiskey and call it work. Absolutely. (laughs) That's the game. That is the dream, that is the dream. Um, Excited to be doing this. We've talked about this a little bit. We met up in the uh, Malt Whiskey Society to, to, I mean... The best way to formulate any plan is over a dram. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited about this because I don't. I think there's a, I think there's a conversation to be had. Too many things out there. You've got experts talking about tannins and uh, <laughs> parts per million of something. Like that. <laughs> I don't care about that. Yeah, Do you, I, I like drinking whiskey. The yeah. only part of the process I'm interested in is the process of it coming out of the glass and into my mouth. Absolutely, absolutely. And this is what this is all about, right? We are not whiskey experts. We're not here to educate you. We're not here to tell you about the intricacies of the the distilling process, the variations of flavors, what you should expect. Even when it comes to tasting, we're not going to give you the exact tasting notes. The point here is that everybody experiences things differently and there are no wrong answers. Yeah, I firmly believe that Taste is an incredibly subjective thing. So uh, full full disclosure for anyone listening, I do run whiskey tours, um, but I say to them right at the start of them, if I tell you what you're going to taste, you're going to taste it. Um, I remember there was a time me and my flatmate were sitting in the kitchen, we were having a dram, and we'd read the tasting notes on the bottle, and it said, oh, you're going to get lots of zesty, fruity, uh, citrus. And we were going, yeah, we're getting all this. And then our other roommate came in, and uh, he had it and he went, oh, roast beef. And we're like, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> and that's because if you tell someone that it's there, then you're going to notice it. There's absolutely no wrong answer. And I think a big part of this as well is why we're structuring it in the way it is. It's not just about the drama. It is also about where you're drinking it, when, what time of the year it is, how warm and cold you are. Aye. When we record this, we're in the midst of a Scottish heat wave. You know, everything's got to be a little bit more salty at the moment so than it would be. Total of 16 degrees. And- <laughs> Ready for my bed, you know. <laughs> we are sitting here butt naked. Um, and that's the best way to start any podcast. Uh, we were asked if we wanted video for the source on. We politely declined. We don't want to put anyone off right at the start. But uh, yeah, we're going to get stuck into this. This is the pilot pod. And we're absolutely excited to be joined by uh, a guest that we both decided we wanted first. Yeah. Because we want to get him out of the way because he's a miserable prick. So let's get him done and out. We're going to welcome Gareth Wall. And so that you at home can join in, in no particular order, today we're drinking the Dalwini Distillers 2023 edition, the Ardbeg Oogadale, and the Cardew Gold Reserve. So welcome to the Sipping Point, Gareth Waugh, Scottish comedian. You've got a show at the Fringe coming up. I sure do, yeah. Um, uh, at a rival club, so we'll maybe not plug it too much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm there too, so I'm absolutely going to be plugging oh, yeah, it. Course, yeah, don't worry yeah. about that. <laughs> but I'm wearing this club's merch, you know. I'm a supporter of everyone, uh, and especially new podcasts. Uh, but yeah, whole Fringe show, and it's probably just going to be about being a new dad, really. And um, how has that been for you? Uh, I mean, all right. It's fine. You <laughs> Without giving away the show, obviously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's good. It's not as good as everyone says. Um, 
It's not as bad as everyone says either. I was going to say, that's fine. a nice problem to have. No one's saying nice things about mine so far. It's uh, it's fine. It's all right. Um, are you getting to do much bevying as a new dad? No, not so much. Like, at work, obviously, mm-hmm. right now. Um, <laughs> if I can frame it as work, perfect. Yeah. I'm like, sorry, Laura, I had to drink. I was on a whiskey podcast. Uh, so, yeah, if I'm at shows, I'll maybe have a little bit. But, um, in fact, I think I've got a first night off with a babysitter on Monday. So. Oh, aye. Yeah, gonna gonna do some drinking then, I reckon. Aye, make up for lost time. Well, yeah, because I drank a lot before, so I've got a lot of time to make up. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit hard. Probably be in bed by nine o'clock, and uh, that's always a way. Yeah, I've had I've had too many weddings this year, so I have drank a fair bit. I've only been at a couple, and to be honest, I've not missed them. I've been invited to them. seven this year. Oh jeez. Yeah, and uh, it'd be really. But the cool. babies are out. The baby isn't out. I know. Well, I've used it for one. Right. Uh, I was. I can't go to all of them. Um, <laughs> so if you're listening to this and you're you've and invited you, Gareth to a wedding, yeah. no, he's attending six, but yours is the one he went. Fuck that. One too many. <laughs> I think there's two. I turned down Already? actually. But uh, yeah, and I've missed two stag do's because of other weddings. Oh, and I love a stag do. That's yeah. where I thrive. That's it's my... better than the wedding. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's because no... there's no women. <laughs> <laughs> Um, joke, yes, of course, of course. Uh, before you go on stage, do you tend to have a drink? Um, I used to. Well, I did my first ever gig. I was so nervous. Mm. I, I got hammered beforehand. <laughs> um, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll do. Like, it doesn't phase me too much. I try, I'd, I'd limit it, though. I'd have one before, and then afterwards you can enjoy it. I'm quite similar. I think I usually, if I get to the club quite early, I won't drink until I'm just about to go on stage and I'll get a pint to take on stage with yeah, me, and right. that'll be my first one that's on stage. It also depends on the job I'm doing. If I'm hosting a gig, like, I feel like I'm just one of the audience members, really. I'm just there to introduce folks, so... You can just have a bit of a drink then. If it's a set, then I'll probably won't. I don't mm. know. It depends. If it's a bigger gig, do you find that you go bigger on the alcohol afterwards? Is the nerve and anticipation of it a fuel to your drinking habit afterwards? I remember, God, it must have been about 2015 or something. I did the Playhouse for the first time. Wow. Yeah. So 3,054 people. Um, not, <laughs> not that I remember the exact number. <laughs> and afterwards, I was so buzzing about it because I'd never played anything nearly that size. And I was like... Oh, my phone died. And I was like, I'll just go to the loft bar, which is a Gilded Balloon. It's the rooftop bar with all the artists mm-hmm. there. And I was like, there'll be people I know there and I can like celebrate with them. And there was nobody I knew in there. So I just had one pint myself. Oh, and then oh, went no. home. So, uh, yeah, no, smaller one's better. As long as there's somebody you know there. It's a so I'm a sociable drinker. Good. Not, not a, you know, sad, um, chase it with a bottle of pills. <laughs> <laughs> Take both your drinks and your pills responsibly. Yes. Definitely a message of this podcast. Um, right, okay, so we're going to get stuck into things. Uh, as we said at the top there, the, the format of this show is we've got three talking points. We'll speak to Gareth about the whiskies that he loves, what's in his whiskey cabinet. We'll ask him about where he will have his perfect jam and finally the company he'll have with him. But as we do that, we're going to have a bit of a blind tasting. Now, I, as the master blender, of course, know what is in your glass. But gentlemen, I want you just to take what's in front of you as whiskey number one give it a bit of a sniff as we get your headlines from the nose give it a bit of a taste as we get the headlines from your palate and then as we go through the conversation we'll get some of the finished notes as we go as well so as the gentlemen do that um we'll ask gareth to maybe start opening up his whiskey cabinet and and let's actually start at the beginning for you with whiskey how did you, you kind of find it as a drink as an option that you wanted to have my granddad was always a big whiskey guy, um, and his favourite was Laphroaig, so that was my first try was Laphroaig, <laughs> um, which is into the deep end, if you know. Uh, <laughs> very peaty, and I must have been about, yeah, 18 when I had that one. And I think I pretended to like that Oh, one. that would put you off, though, right? Like, <laughs> I, but I like the I like the whole imagery with whiskey. Oh, for like, sure, yeah, yeah. I want to be like a CEO staring out a window, you know, swirling a glass. <laughs> At 18. At 18, yeah. I've really, really appealed to me being evil, you know? Yeah. So um, I, I, I pretended to like it for a while. But then, you know, it's like anything. Once you drink it a lot, you do start to enjoy it. So I did start to enjoy Laphroaig. Um, so that was my first ones. Uh, and then I've since, like, you know, found other ones. Like, Kalila is my favourite now, which is, like, just... It's my a, dad's favourite. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. God, that's, I'm such a dad already. That's it, yeah. I've just, like, dad stuff now. <laughs> Well, is um, that the Kalila brand? This is what we're already, episode yeah. one, we are branding Kalila. <laughs> whiskey for dads. Whiskey, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Um, I like a Calila and having a nap with my hands rested over my belly <laughs> on Christmas Day. I don't have a kid, but I fucking love doing that. <laughs> That's great. You have that vibe, to be fair. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, were, were you quite young when you started getting into it? Because I... About 18 was when I probably started not... drinking whiskey. I really wanted to. I wanted to like whiskey and all through my 20s. I, I was genuinely 29 years old when I first drank a whiskey and went, yeah, all I get right. it now. Um, so it took you like nine years yeah and it, it just every now and then I'd be in a pub and I would order one and it would sit with me for two hours like you fucking piece of shit drink this fucking thing <laughs> I didn't enjoy it and I forced it down and eventually I was like oh I don't like whiskey that much and then I got taught this little trick uh, a friend of the pod Jamie Borthwick uh, and I were in a pub watching a Josh Taylor fight and he was like here take this and do this thing where he put his hand over the whiskey and built up a bunch of fumes and then like burnt my nose with it and it was like, take a tiny little sip and let the alcohol, and that's got your nose and your mouth used to the alcohol and then try it now. And I was like, oh shit, that's actually really good. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of when I started getting into it. And now I'm obsessed, you know. There is no way to describe enjoying whiskey without sounding like an absolute wanker though, is there? Yeah. Even that whole rigmarole you just gave me. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh God. Hell. <laughs> this is the challenge we've taken upon ourselves. We're trying to cut through. You know, you we, we are taking, we're putting the con into connoisseur with this podcast because <laughs> that's definitely not yeah, what yeah. we are. Um, and you it's like brussels sprouts you know that way folk always go oh you don't you're not cooking them right you've got to have them with bacon and butter and you're like well no it's no longer a sprout you know no that's have, a- dad all the accoutrement yeah it just feels a bit much the rigmarole this thing if you like bacon and butter then i mean is it the brussels sprouts? Doesn't it, like yeah it. but uh, no I, I i do agree your palate matures and you do get a lot better i've never tried this uh this hand technique, I'll need to give that a go. Well, I, when I do my whiskey tours, that's how I usually get them to have their first one, just so I can be like, look, it's straight alcohol. It's not meant to be easy to drink. It's not meant to be, like, drinking water. It's not. It's just got booze in it. Um, it's going to make you make a face. Well, yeah. Now it doesn't. Now, now it does go down like water. The face should always be good, though, right? You should always be like, ooh. Aye, but if you... And not like, oh, lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen that Richard Patterson guy, the the guy that's the master blender up at, uh, God, where did he, he does Dalmore, he does White Mackay, I want to say he does as well. Yeah. Oh. But he's made that stupid YouTube video. So what you do is you fill your glass and throw it away. <laughs> no, get rid of that. And then you put some more whiskey in it and now your glass is seasoned and ready to go. And it's the biggest load of wank ever. And anyone that drinks whiskey <laughs> like that shouldn't be allowed anywhere near it. But he's meant to be one of the best whiskey blenders in the world. Well, this is maybe he's got a trick that we're all missing. What about yourself, Gareth? How do you drink your whiskey? Just neat. Neat. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, the thing here is that whiskey can be enjoyed however you want to enjoy it. And I think everybody's journey is that little bit different. Everybody's palate's that little bit different. What about people that put single malts with Coke, though? Uh, Oh, God. Right, you're testing me here. Yeah, exactly. Because there's a guy I know on the circuit that does exactly that. Who? Uh, I, I won't. I won't. I can't remember. Uh, you just remember, the remember we'll out them and we'll find I them. I remember being out with them and they kept ordering single malt. And I was like, "What are you doing?" And he was like, "Ah, oh, but it's the good stuff in it." So like, oh. and he was like, "And the coke like takes off the." Oh, and I was like, I "Hate you." To be fair, <laughs> oh, that's bad. Yeah. I definitely have in my cabinet. If I have someone over and I say, "Do you want a whiskey?" My question does tend to be, "How do you take it before what?" do you like because if someone says i take it with ice right well you're getting my guest whiskey which is that sort of (laughs) lower end stuff that's at the back (laughs) that i don't touch but i i I understand it like the journey to whiskey uh, is a convoluted one different for everyone you started a single malt at 18 did you then go through the whole jack daniels stage when you're young in your 20s when you're just basically drinking it for drunkenness reasons not for flavor well like jack yeah i love jack daniels and coke for a long time but it always gave me heartburn uh, and I remember the first time getting heartburn when I was about 19 and I thought I was having a heart attack because like, I didn't know what I was like, that's, that's very painful. I, uh, went to the hospital the first time I had heartburn. Did you? <laughs> like jail How old were you? Uh, about 25, 26. It's fucking scary it's though. It's so scary. Yeah. I was sitting in Nando's, which probably. Yeah, I was in a Carvery. Probably why. Drinking Jack and Coke. <laughs> yeah. God, on a Sunday afternoon with your granny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I was like, this is not okay. It was my mate's Brilliant. 18th, I think. But then I learned about Rennie's and I was like, oh, what yeah, yeah, yeah. Always got them on hand now. But I once uh, was in a club and I bought a Jack Daniels and Coke because I loved it so much. And I was like, I know this is going to give me heartburn. So I, I dropped a Rennie's into the drink. Oh. To, mostly just to like make everyone else laugh around about. <laughs> but then the bouncer came over and went, I saw you putting drugs in there. And I was like, it's my drink. I'm not spiking myself. <laughs> and also it was a Rennie's. I was making a Rennie's bomb. And he was like, that is the stupidest thing I ever heard. Nobody would do that. Yeah. And I, I had to get everyone to be like, no, that is, he's just a fucking idiot. Um, and I mean, to be fair, I am. The bouncer wasn't to know that. Did he let you stay? 
He did, yeah. Uh, I showed him. I was like, you can watch CCTV. Like, uh, I think I kicked off so much, like, he was just like, oh, whatever. And I was like, and also, it was like, like a massive thing. I was like, what do you think's going in there? That's that yeah. like, <laughs> just a big piece of chalk. So something that we need on this podcast is a sponsor. Uh, and so far, the brands we've had mentioned are Coca-Cola, Jack Daniels, and Rainy. So let's move on quickly from that. Uh, Lafroy, <laughs> yeah. to be fair, and Kalila. But, I do um, have a brand new podcast out with Jack Daniels and Coca-Cola. It's called Pod in a Pub. Check it out. <laughs> is that who's sponsoring it? <laughs> it's genuinely sponsored by Jack and Coke. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, scratch them from the list. Um, <laughs> what's actually in your whiskey cabinet then at home? What, uh, what are the bottles that are in there right well, now? Well, at the minute, it's a bit sparse because, like I said, I've had several weddings. So the hip flask has been filled each time. Um, so I, I've got a winter edition Jura, which I quite enjoy. Um, I've had that though a week ago and it did feel a bit uh, unhinged with, with the weather that we've had lately. Uh, so that's in there. I have a bottle of Loch Lomond from the NFL Scotland podcast. That's oh, still what there. What a podcast, by the way. Which is rebranded now, isn't it? Stramash. Stramash. Uh, I've got yes. a bottle of that for you actually next time I see you. So Oh, wicked. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've still got some of that left. Um, I've got, a, a, is it Santori, the Japanese one? Oh, yep. House Santori, yep. yeah. 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 God, yeah. Japanese whiskey's good. Yeah, but they import the water, don't they, from here? Yeah, they, they, I think they did it. I know it might have been Suntory, they were the first ones that did it, but I think they took barley and water from Scotland. Wow. Like pretty much everything, all the equipment was from Scotland. I think they took people from Scotland. Like they came over and grabbed people. No, uh, they gave them jobs. So you can um, burn your throat and the earth at the same time? Yeah. The carbon footprint on that must be wild. Yeah, yeah. shipping water. It, like I imagine. Floating be... a boat of water on the water to Japan, yeah, I yeah. assume is the only way it goes. Man, we have fleeced the Japanese pretty good, haven't we? Do you want some water? <laughs> it's everywhere, mate. Planet 70% it. We'll sell you. It's an island. They're surrounded by it. Yeah. But yeah, Scotland's managed to sell it to them. Brilliant. They've got mountains though as well, right? So yeah, yeah, water we could have glacier water as well, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm just but back we, from we, Iceland and oh my God, the amount of water I was drinking out of streams. Oh yeah? <laughs> Slapping it like a dog. Yeah, oh, yeah. I was just filling my hands. And, <laughs> Man, it's, it's expensive over there, right? That's yeah, was, that's how I stayed. Yeah. I'm not buying any bottles of water. <laughs> well, the, the guy actually, I did a walking tour there and the guy was like, don't buy bottles of water here. Like it comes out the tap. It's glacier water. Like wow. what is in the bottle is what comes out the tap everywhere in Iceland. And it's what comes out the streams as well. So if you're in yeah, yeah. the country and you can see the stream's been going for a while, you can just fill your bottle there. And yeah. it's, it's pure. You don't need to do anything else with it. P water and cocaine are the only uh, things that people talk about the purity of. Yeah. <laughs> like, they go, oh man, that water is fucking pure. That's, yeah, real good stuff. I didn't find out how much cocaine costs in Iceland because... That would be terrifying. <laughs> I tell you, like a bar of chocolate was wild. So Yeah. I had the most, uh, probably the best meal of my life in Iceland, but also the most expensive. It oh. was like £400 or something. Jesus. Uh, so, yeah, I wonder what it is like, yeah, the drug prices over there. I mean, it was weird. We didn't see anything that was looked like anything particularly sketchy was happening anywhere, so. Yeah, they're, they're pretty happy people. It's not uh, It's not nice, is it? No, no. I need a As a miserable age. country, it's horrible going somewhere where they're all happy. Yeah. Like, what are you happy about? Everything works as well. You know? Yeah, not ideal. <laughs> the <laughs> bastards. Yeah. <laughs> um, Right, so... Actually, we... when I was in Iceland, right, I was meant to be going snowmobiling and there was too much snow. It got snowed off. I was like, what do you mean? They were like, oh, we, we can't do it. And I was like, but it's a snowmobile. Surely that it's perfect like there's too much snow. <laughs> so when we complain about stuff like that, like leaves on the track, just remember oh, yeah, the Icelandic yeah. people can't snowmobile if there's too much snow. Yeah. <laughs> right, it's time to pick your perfect dram then for the rest of your journey. Um, I suppose it would just be Kalila on its own. Core? Um, or anything in particular? Have you had anything else from the range that... Um, I can't ever remember, like, the years that I always just... That's the one that I see and I pick it. Grant. Um, so, yeah, I, I do like a PT one for sure, uh, just because that's kind of what I started with, I think. So, uh, everything else. If it's not burning me and making me think that I've just licked a motorbike after a long drive, then I'm not really interested. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really do like the P ones, and that, and I think because Kalila is slightly smoother than like Lafroy, I think that's why it's so appealing. So it probably would just be that. It's a bit of a boring answer, really, for you, but uh, no, that's a classic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, one of the nicest Kalilas I've ever had was in because I'm quite a fancy boy. I went to Scotch in the Balmoral. Uh, wow, the whiskey bar that's there, it's amazing. Why did they let you in? Because I'm really classy. Mm -hmm. People know that. Can you know, Thank God this podcast isn't filmed. Yeah. <laughs> I look fantastic. Um, <laughs> if you notice, this hat, by the way, is uh, Iceland's version of Lidl. It's like their cheapest supermarket. Oh, this yeah? would be the equivalent of wearing a Lidl hat. 
Um, where oh, the, the pig logo is yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, that's the, the supermarket yeah, it's logo? Yeah, bonus, yeah. Wow, okay. And did you see any little hats in Iceland where the folk no. ripping about in the Greggs, like, no. tracksuit? That's a classic joke, isn't it? You know, like, people cut around wearing, like, New York stuff. They're like, do you think anyone's in New York wearing, like, Kilmarnock on yeah. their shirt? Like, <laughs> where you actually are doing that thing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good for you, man. Yeah. It's very hip. But, um, but yeah, I went in there and had this amazing cooler that tasted... I'm not big into seafood, but it tasted like Colin Skink. It was outrageously good. Um, it, easily the nicest smoky whiskey I've ever had in my life. Wow. It was fifteen pounds a dram. Oof. Yeah. Hey, I mean that's an expensive bar though. It is. It is. And we went in knowing full well we were going to spend fifteen pounds a dram. We had two drams each. We spent sixty quid in there, and that's enough. Yeah. That's no, enough. no regrets about it. Yeah. Funny to do that. That's my upper level for just a day out of being like I'm going to have a dram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we know what's in your fantasy glass. What's in? What do you think about what's in your glass right now? Well, this is the part I've been dreading because, like, I do enjoy it, but I am not very good at any of the the, the criteria that you've given me of the taste, smell, identity and stuff. So I mean, literally saying it tastes like whiskey is a valid answer. Yeah. Well, no. I, th- I th- at first I thought it smelled like quite uh, vanilla. I thought. Yep. Um, okay. And then I didn't get that so much on the taste. Very smooth. I've got to say, and uh, quite pale, isn't it? So uh, I, I wouldn't know um, what to start guessing. So um, Angus, how more confident are you than I? What I would say is that uh, on the nose, I got licorice. Okay. Um, which again, I didn't get on the taste as much. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I can see licorice now that you've said that. Like, I think that's the thing. It's so yes, subjective. That's it is it. very. When you, when you hear something. But I'm getting more from the taste rather than the smell. So um, it's almost the opposite of you. So strong like licorice or more fennel Is it slightly fennel-y, softer yeah, yeah. and fennel Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's a very good, well done. Well done you for knowing your herbs. <laughs> essentially what this is, is it's not whiskey, we've got Sambuca. <laughs> right. That's what this is. <laughs> a trick. First yeah. one. Can yeah. you identify First whiskey? Episode one, whiskey one, Sambuca. <laughs> General it's, thoughts to like, dislike? Oh, I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, yeah. I really, uh, also, on the nose, I was getting quite a lot of, like kind of fudge. Yeah, um, it's quite creamy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I'd almost go as far as to say this is quite space idea. Okay, I might be wrong. On Interesting. That. that was quite You're... a high. Okay. Yeah. Yourself? Would you guess at a region? So there's the four major regions, right? That we're going. To, I mean, unless I'd you tricked five. us. Well, okay, yeah. So I'll help and say it's all in Scotland. It's right, all in okay. Scotland. So, I'm not so, yeah. be so going, you've got oh, an Lowland, Highland, yeah. Speyside, Isla, and Campbellton. I would go Highland on that. It could be Highland as well. And the thing, Speyside's such a stupid place because, <laughs> like, the boundaries redrawn wherever which distillery wants to be in it or not. Yes. I've heard Tomat and be described as Speyside. It's like, no, it's Highland. It's in Invernessshire. Okay, so we will stop it there. We'll move on. Uh, and I'm going to go and pour glass number two. Perfect. So we know it's Kalila in the glass, but a massive part of this, you know, you can be so influenced by other people saying flavours. You can also be massively influenced by where you are when you're drinking and what's going on around you. So what's the dream location for you to sit and have that Kalila? Well, I do really uh, like drinking with like, uh, I don't know, it feeling like a moment that you're in. So like I, I really, I've, when I was younger, I used to be obsessed with all that. Like uh, I remember I wanted to climb Everest and all that shit, but uh, obviously that's gone out the window. But true. <laughs> just because the, the child, right? It's just, you could still do it, right? Uh, nah, nah, I think my heart would explode. But um, <laughs> I never had any inclination. People die up there. Fuck that. I used, to, I used to be obsessed and want to do it like really bad. So I was always a big like in the moment sort of thing. Like I would always enjoy that. Mm. So two of the best drams ever had, right? Uh, I had a Lefroig on a kayak outside the walls of Dubrovnik oh, as the sun was setting. And uh, that was pretty special. Yeah, just looking at like King's Landing, you know, from Game yeah. of Thrones with a Lefroig. My girlfriend was like, why have you brought the little whiskey out? And I was like, I really want to have it as the sunset and going, I thought that'd be like a nice moment. And she was just like, oh, like, why do you need that? And I was like, I don't need it. I just think it would be cool. And uh, another time I was on Loch Creedon, uh up near Oban on a paddleboard. Uh, so a lot of it involves being on water. <laughs> <laughs> I like being on water with a dram. Uh, I can't remember what I had that time. I, th- I feel like it was maybe an Oban. It just felt apt. But I took it out, yeah. Uh, and that, they, those were my two favourite ones. And both at sunset as well. So 
so sunset. Yeah. On sunset water, water. Yeah. With a Kalila in your glass. That that's probably it. And opinion. and at Dubrovnik. Yeah, well, yeah. So Dubrov- I liked the. I think I liked Lochrain better. Lochrain better. Okay. Yeah. Um. Just there was a lot of other people on kayaks and stuff, and I just looked like a J.K. Scottish guy pulling. A little bottle <laughs> out of my life vest. And everyone's like, Jesus, all right. Um, but yeah, being in Scotland, you know, on a lock uh, with a little seal popping up every now and then, that was pretty good. Because uh, we had the dog out with us as well. And so the little seal kept looking at the dog, being like, oh, land dog. And he's like, oh, water dog, got you. Uh, it was just quite a nice moment. Was that your wee dog? It was, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Still doesn't follow me back on Instagram. Yeah, no, he only follows people he likes. And uh, wow. I've showed him you quite that a few seal. Times. He follows that seal on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I'm very sorry about that. That's I, fine. I've no influence on my dog's Instagram. I'm afraid. Yeah, you know, I'm aware of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, quite publicly. Yeah, uh, I'm distance yourself of it. from that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I've not had a sip of this new one yet. Oh. It's interesting, man. Very different to the first one. Very mm-hmm. different to the first one. Um, what time of year was it? Did we touch on that? Uh, Dubrovnik was in September because it was my thirtieth birthday. Mm. So that was well. That was like yeah, it was it was on my thirtieth birthday, or uh, that was how I kind of uh, saw it off as the sun was setting. Um, Did uh, the Lefroy taste better in that moment than it typically does for you back in Scotland? Uh, yeah, because it was like a long hot day and it was starting to get cool and stuff. And yeah, and yeah, just being in that moment was pretty cool. So I really enjoyed it, and it. You know, it, it, it sounds like a bit uh, pithy and maybe adding a bit too much pathos to the situation, but having a whiskey when you're not in Scotland does just bring you right back home, you know? But your favourite place is still Scotland. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. where yeah. were you, what time of year was it when you are next to the lock? Um, that was like coming out of lockdown, so it must have been about probably August, September in 2022, I reckon. Uh, September again? It would have been about then, yeah. So clearly September is another theme here. Well, it's my birthday. So both times was your birthday? I think that one wasn't actually on my birthday, but my partner's birthday is four days after. So right, we tend so to go away together for both birthday. our birthdays. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, she's from Oban. So for a long time, she pretended to enjoy Oban whiskey uh, because she was from Oban. So anytime we were getting like whiskey's mm-hmm. early doors, she would go, oh, I'll have an Oban. And I was like, all right. And I don't really like it that much, but she was like, oh, it's the best one. And now she denies that that ever happened. I have that little parochial thing as well. I think people have to do that. Like uh, the closest distillery to my house is Glenord. And Glenord's, I actually quite like it, but you can only buy it. Where's Glenord up north? Muravord, yeah. Um, it's not, doesn't that mean Hammer Ord in Gaelic? You know, maybe. I think it does. I've been learning Gaelic, so... I did Gaelic on Duolingo for over a year, and... You don't remember Ord? No. no. Orst, I think it actually Orst is... is a, yeah, it's a hammer, isn't it? Or is it a yeah. table? Uh, is that board? No, that's board. board. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think it is. Um, but, yeah, Gwynord is fine, but it's... You can Glen Hammer, go- man, that's sick. I know when you put it like that. I'm from Glen Hammer. The thing is, fucking cool, man. I mean, you have to remember, Muramord is a shithole. Um, Like it's a mile away from the village I live in, which is quite nice. Uh, All right. And won Britain in Bloom, uh, the competition for the best flowers in Britain in 1995. Uh, Your your little village did. Yep. Wow. Got a big sign in the village saying Britain in Bloom winners 1995. It was like 30 years ago, man. (laughs) Yep. All those flowers will be long dead by now. But uh, my dad was a councillor for Bewey and he was speaking in the Highland Council with the councillor from Muravord and the councillor from Muravord said, ah, you could take all the flowers out of Bewey and put them in Muravord, it would still be uglier. (laughs) (laughs) The guy's paid to represent the village and that was how he felt about it. So yeah, it's a dump. Um, But they make quite nice whiskey there, um, but they only sell it in the Far East. Um, So it's under, so it's Diageo that own it and they've got their Singleton brand. Yeah. And they've got three distilleries that they put out under the Singleton brand. Uh, Gwenord goes to the Far East. Gwendolyn goes to North America. And then it's Dufftown that you buy here. There's the best market. So you can't buy it. You go to the distillery or you go to Taiwan. Wow. So, yeah. Uh, but then I would always say it was my favorite And you whiskey. said it's a shithole. No, no. The whiskey's good, though. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, the whiskey. Because yeah. loads of whiskey comes from places that are shit. Loads of good whiskey comes from horrible towns. Like, Old Pulteney is one of my favorites. And Wick is a dump. <laughs> 
Uh, we're alienating Scotland as we go. This is um, oh, there's about quite twelve people in Wick. They're all related to each other. If you are from any of these locations and you'd like to correct Angus on his views, please do um, follow our Twitter. <laughs> What's the best distillery you've both visited? Do you reckon? Oh, he's turned the table oh, on us earlier. I wasn't expecting yeah, yeah. this. Wasn't it quite expecting? Do you know what I got to go to the week before it opened? I'm not meant to tell people that, but uh, that was you already have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Cairn. It's the new one that Gordon and McPhail have opened uh, in Space in Granton on Spey. It's all like they're really like eco friendly and stuff like that, and they're not releasing anything for ten years now. But uh, last September, I went up. It was a week before they opened for tours. Um, they were the only distillery. They were the only construction site in Britain that when they were building the distillery, the local wildlife population started to grow rather than sink back. So that was a really cool place. How did they do that? Just by being really considerate and putting out bread for and the sending ducks. Sending little like notes that. to the badgers and stuff going, there's going to be loud, very sorry, like when the council's <laughs> doing roadworks or something. Like something like that. that. I don't oh, know. Okay, fair enough. But yeah, it's called the Cairn. Uh, there's not going to be whiskey coming from there for a while, but it's it's pretty cool. For me, I think the best tasting experience I've had is at Bunahaven, um, oh, the Warehouse 9 experience they do. So everything in there is kind of like a almost experimental whiskey. It's a one-of-a-kind barrel. A couple of them, it's not one-of-a-kind. They're just rolling out the same stuff every now and then. But I've done it three different times in the, in a two-year space, uh, and pretty much every time it's been four or five completely different drams. Oh, wow. uh, and every time you have to leave through the bloody gift shop. So of course you're like, oh, how many can I get away with? Um, <laughs> That's and how they get you. Uh, they do. And it's one of these ones because it's all hand poured, so it can't live. You can't keep it. You have to just drink it. So by the time yep. you go back again, you're like, shit, I need more of this. Uh, genuinely some of the nicest stuff I've had there. Uh, one of the most expensive bottles I've got in my collection is from Boonhaven that they got me to buy because they gave me a free taste at the end after I'd done the Warehouse 9 experience and then showed me the price. And at that point I went, yeah, whatever just put it on the credit card uh, <laughs> and i'm still paying it off um wow. but the best tours to matin uh, i think and i'm speaking to angus here because a tour guide matters a yeah, tour guide 100%. makes a difference a bad yeah, tour yeah. is elevated by the tour guide yeah and the tour guide we had at the Tomatin was fantastic she was brilliant that's another one i'm a bit parochial about because it is the only distillery in Invernessshire. It's a great distillery. It's it's got it's old. It's authentic. It's very open door. It's independent as well. And still, I, think. I don't the, think it's owned by anyone. No, oh, wow. and the range is brilliant. The range that they do is much bigger than I thought. Again, because typically there's so many of these whiskies are only available if you go to an in, uh, independent shop or the distillery itself. You're mm. picking up the stuff in the supermarket and that is not the best stuff. No. Um, you go to the distilleries and that's where you get the creme de la creme, the, the unique little nubbins that they're pulling together that the tasters are going, you got to come here, you got to put the legs in if you're going to get the good stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. There's a couple um, of distilleries. Makes it taste better as well because you've made the effort. They're opening the trench coat for you, aren't they? They're going, yeah. yeah any of this take well, your if fancy? You like, yeah. If you like that, just wait a minute, there's something in the back. <laughs> well, that's the best sentence to hear on a whiskey tour. Yeah. If you're enjoying that, yeah. Yeah. I probably shouldn't do that. It's great. If you go to a distillery and you're like, not the only, but if your party is the only group that's doing the tour, yeah, you always get someone a little bit special there. Yeah. Like if you're there, like you're never going to get this in McAllen now. Like McAllen's so big and there's just sold out tours all day because um, all the Americans and all uh, people from like Japan and China absolutely love McAllen because what James Bond drinks. It's 50-year-old McAllen's his favourite drink. Uh, people go mad for it. But if you go to somewhere like, like I went to, God, what was it? Uh, ben Romick with my dad um, out in Forest. And we were the only two on the, the tour. So the rattlers around it, because here's a little uh, insider tip for everyone that's never been on a distillery tour. Once you've seen one, you've seen a lot of yes. them. <laughs> like the process is the same everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you can do it, once you've been on like a few whiskey tours, like distillery tours, just go for the tasting. Yeah. Don't bother with the actual tour itself because a still is a still. It's the same shit in a different order. Yeah. basically yeah, yeah don't you uh, want to look smart on the tour and ask questions well, that you've learned from other there's ones there's no questions you can ask them because oh does anyone know what we call this well, that's a washback yeah uh, <laughs> that sounds like a racist term <laughs> a washback well, I think that says more about how you see the world <laughs> yeah well fair enough right, right so we're talking about these then we yeah. know what yeah we know it's Kalila uh, remind me of the name of the loch 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 Creedon 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 and where's that uh, just it's a uh, South Sheehan that's north of Oban ah right okay Look, Creedon. 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 I have C R E A R A N. Creedon. Right, yeah. okay. And is it your favourite loch? I really like it. Um, so, like, Laura's friends have got a couple of houses looking onto it, uh, and they rent out a couple. And we always, if we're st going up to Oban, we stay there, and it just looks out onto loch. It's pretty, it's very tranquil. I really, it's, 
I wouldn't say it's my favourite walk. I, I quite like uh, Lock. Um, I like St Mary's Lock down in the borders. Yep, lovely. I like Accessible. to go kayaking there, and they always test the the fighter jets down there. Yeah. So they'll often go over your head quite so low. So peaceful. Spent many days yeah. there as a child. We've got the spin-off pod already. Favourite locks podcast. <laughs> Lock it in. Yeah, um, Lock and loaded. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so we've got that. Let's let's move on to nip number two. Again, what are the, the headlines you're getting from your nose? Your I'm going to let you go finish. first, Gareth, again. Fair enough, yeah. Uh, well, the smell straight away, I, I, the alcohol like was the first thing I noticed. It was quite um, hot in the nostrils, mm. I thought, straight away. Spicy. Yes, I was what I would go. Uh, but it tasted a lot smoother than it smelt. I've got yeah, to say. It slips down very easy then. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not sure I enjoyed it as much as the first one, I would say. Okay. Um, we will get you to rank them at the end, so yeah. Right, it's okay. Worth having in I'm mind. not sure. It was, it did go down easy, you're right, mm-hmm. but I don't think there was an awful lot to it. No, it felt a little bit more one-dimensional than yeah, the yeah, first yeah. one. I'll be so interested if this is the most expensive one now. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah, shall be revealed. Of ourselves. Yeah, and what end. I got from it, cereal. Like, could have been Frosties, could have been Bran Flakes, Corn Flakes. Like, I was getting cereal from that, like strong cereal. Right. right okay. Interesting. I, yeah, I, I do agree that it was kind of flat, almost. Like, it yeah. didn't, it didn't give, it didn't like really hit the palate big time i would i don't know that i would get cereal from it no i think you're mm. i think you're fucking mental <laughs> <laughs> it's cool, it's cool. um I mean, you're wrong but that's fine <laughs> i think if you were to give that to somebody that never tried whiskey before they would really enjoy it okay that's what i would say Aye, is it one of those good introduction whiskey ones like yeah um, I'm not quite mild names, but there's there's some that if someone's never had whiskey before there's i've got go-tos yeah yeah like try this Actually, one of them is one of my favorite whiskeys. Glen Farkless 10. Oh, my God. Yeah. If, if if somebody doesn't like whiskey, they're like, oh, I'll have a whiskey. I'll give them that. Yeah. But, yeah, I thought it was smooth, easy to drink. Um, but um, I don't know what kind of flavor stuff I got. I kind of got, like, a little bit uh, a little bit smoke, but not an awful lot. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I got zero yeah. smoke from that. Interesting. So, like, oh. the, the hint, like, uh, the smell of a, a student after party. <laughs> Like the next day oh, when you're cleaning up the, ash, the fag in the beer can. <laughs> oh, one of them, right? <laughs> no, that, I'm just, I was saying that just to be a, a douche. Um, uh, but yeah, just like the, the hint. Like if you've been smoking the night before and then you put on a jacket. Or you know like when you've been at a bonfire and then like a week later you put on the same clothes you had there and you're like, I can kind of smell it. Yeah, maybe. It was, it was the, most, the most subtle thing ever. Yeah. Right, well, on to nip number three. I'm going to pour that and we'll get into who you're going to drink your dram with. Okay, so dram three in front of you now. Uh, a much darker, rubier colour than the others. Uh, oh, wow. Wow, <laughs> wow, wow, wow. That so is. I think we're we're starting to play into the space with uh, nip number three. Wow. Uh, as you enjoy that, though... Let's discuss, you know, we know, uh, and I'm going to get this Loch wrong again, you've got a Kalila in your glass. You're at Loch Craigan. Creeran. Yeah, yeah, you Jesus nailed it. Christ. Loch Creeran. Um, who are you with? Who, and, and there's no limit to this. So it can be a fictional it, person? It can be real fictional. You can have as many or as few people as you want. What is the company that's going to elevate that drinking experience? Well, we're obviously on the water uh, so we're going to be on some sort of boat. I don't know if it's just a two-person paddleboard and I pick just like maybe something that I think would be a good laugh. Um, so with that in mind, do you know what? I thought about loads of people that I would want to do this with and I was like, one, I wanted it to be funny, but two, I wanted it to be real. Like I did actually want to have a dram with this person. I think it would have to be Gandalf. <laughs> Not Ian McKellen. <laughs> Ian McKellen, I would like to do cocaine whoa, whoa. with. Right. Gandalf the Grey or Gandalf the White? Uh, the Grey. The Grey, okay. The original. Like the underground he, was slightly, yeah. he was slightly more chill then as well. He was a bit more intense when he... Yeah, yeah. He was smoking weed with the hobbits, man. Yeah. He was cool. When he was Gandalf the White, first of all, bit racist. Uh, <laughs> and then second of all, yeah, all business back then. Um, 
So yeah, I, I don't know. Like the man's bringing fireworks, and you know that's only going to like fireworks across oh, the water is going to be good on a paddle boat in the middle of water. Yeah, the fu- yeah okay, fair the enough. Yeah, and then yeah. he pulls out the pipe, and you're like, oh, and you're let's get some wood hang on. <laughs> if that seal takes a turn and comes for you, you know you're protected, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, hundred percent. Paddleboard, I kind of like it. Because the, the if you stood up. behind you, just oh, like, well, this is an interesting dynamic. Who's yeah, who's in front and who's behind? Uh, I'm, I'm probably a bit lighter than Gandalf, so I'd be at the front. You're at the front on yeah. your ha- feet or on your knees? On the feet, yeah. You're yeah. on your feet, so you're standing. He's behind you. He's taller. He's got his arms around you. It's kind of a ghost situation. I've got a few toxic traits, and like, yeah, sometimes it'll come out and stuff. Like, if I see somebody on their knees on a paddleboard, I'm like, just fucking it, bet you get pegged. <laughs> <laughs> it's like seeing people do those knee push-ups you're like if you can't do a push-up then don't just do them yeah. Yeah, yeah whole hog all or nothing you know yeah i'm with you That's and are you both thing. paddling is this like you've got the left he's got the right or is he doing all the work i'd say we're both paddling until we get far enough out that we feel i hey, we've earned our dram let's have a stop and uh we'll have our little uh, right in the middle of the walk yeah i'd say so lovely and is it we talked that this is sunset based on the previous conversation. I'd say sunset, well. yeah, Excellent. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, lovely. Has he got the same whiskey in his glass or has he got something different? Are you comparing notes or are you talking about oh. different experiences? I, In my head, Gandalf is a very Jesus figure. So I think he just takes his cup, puts it in the lock and then does a little incantation and it's... It's whiskey. A Gandalf 20-year-old, right? It, there. it yeah. truly is the water of life. Yeah, yeah, Ushka Betha. Aye. Oof. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I don't want to correct your pronunciation, but that was wrong. What is it? Beha. Beha, so it is, yeah. It's fine, you I fucked correct. up the pronunciation of a lock. Yeah, <laughs> you're right, you're right, it is that. I haven't had a taste of this one yet, but right. the smell is... Um, so Angus and I will discuss your choices as you savour nip number three. Um, Angus, I think this has been an opening strong uh, start here. We have a oh cold... My God. Le- oh, Right. Wow. <laughs> that... Unexpected. A, a change in direction from the previous two. Yeah. Oh, wow. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> now, we will... That's note number one, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> um, I, if you want to drop a couple of bits of water into it... I actually, so while you're doing that, I'll just tell you what my thoughts on water are, right? I think water is good, right? Yeah. You ever go out walking in the woods, right? And it's a nice hot sunny day and then it rains for five minutes and it stops and the entire atmosphere has changed. Yeah. That's what the water's done. And that's what it does in your glass. Every drop changes the chemical composition of what's in there. Like water's fine. The only reason I don't like ice is because it makes it cold. And when you make something cold, you can't taste it. And that's why American beer is sold ice cold, because it tastes like shit. Um I also feel with ice that the, the whiskey ends too diluted by the end. Yeah, you're Unless not, you're knocking it back, and that's not, not the point. You're not in control of the yeah. dilution yeah, with yeah. the ice. Like, it's just going to melt when it melts. Uh, whereas when you add a couple of drops, I think that's that's fine. That's allowed. This is, yeah, one of the most interesting things I've ever tasted, ever. Okay. I'm not just talking whiskey. That was... that was. <laughs> this is my... I've made more notes on this one. <laughs> Than for any of the other two. This okay, is this, this is, is my favorite of them. Interesting. It's your favorite, yeah, of the three. Wow. Okay. So let's let's dive into this then, because we've got. We'll summarize what you've done at the end, and I can butcher the pronunciation of the lock one more time. But in the glass in front of you, then what were the, what were the smells you got as soon as it, you put it to your nose? Yeah, that's very very strong woody kind of decimation. Uh pure fucking guillotine. <laughs> <laughs> I love the three words are wood, decimation, and guillotine. Yeah. Like, they have definitely it never appeared like on a tasting war, note it, I've it, ever it seen. It smelled like war crimes, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> 100%. I was like, oh, that's quite I've written something here, and I, I, I might be wrong on this, but I've written a note that says, is it a weird finish? Has it been finished in something that's not sherry or bourbon? Has this got, is this something slightly, oh, I'm getting it. Oh, your eyes gave it away there. Also, the shake of your head gave it away. I was like, is it Madeira? Is there something? No, there's nothing about this. That gave it away? The universal body language sign for no? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> is it something unusual? No. Oh, wow. When you said no, that gave it away. I, uh, I'm i quite good at reading people's cue. <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> so, I, I mean, that before we started recording, the first thing I said was, is it a sherry cask or is it cheap shite? 
Yeah. Uh, I think it is probably a sherry cask. I would assume there's a lot of sherry in it. Yeah, it's very orange. Yeah. Uh, and that takes a lot. And you know it's very orange when somebody as orange as me says that. Uh, by which I mean, I'm not a Protestant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very ginger. Because um, it's an audio podcast, isn't it? But yeah, that first sip, they add in the water. I wish I actually hadn't done it because... Really? Do you think it was not? It, no, it does improve it. But that first sip I had without the water was like I'd swallowed Chuck Norris. <laughs> <laughs> a positive or negative experience, though? A positive, yeah. 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 There's yeah. something about when, when someone's just so in your face mm. and you drink, you're like, fuck, that's cool. Yeah. And you might make it a slightly more enjoyable experience. I'm, I'm tempted to guess a distillery. Oh, okay. Wow. Tempted to. Right. I think you should. Well, let's, well, one. Let's, let's do this all the way through. Let's do this all the way through. Because I'm getting so. a bit of salt there as well. Saltiness? Yes, yes okay. there's definitely yeah. salt in there. Of the three that you've tasted then, let's get to this part of the pot. Favourite to least favourite. And start with our guest, first of all. Right, yeah. okay. It's, it's hard because the first two feel like they're in their own league. Okay. And this feels like it's playing a different sport. <laughs> so it feels unfair to rank them based on the sale. It's like having uh, two monkeys and a giraffe and going, who's going to climb the tree better? Whereas the giraffe would be better at other stuff, you know? Um, yeah, and it was who's going to eat the leaves at the top Am of the I tree? talking like I've had three drams? Am I sounding like <laughs> no, a I think you're right there. Jakey guy in the pub? You could compare them though, because like the monkeys would climb the tree, the giraffe would just... No, but he's got to climb the tree. That's the test, you know? Nah, who can get the leaves at the top of the tree? Oh, well, you've changed the test. Well, yeah. <laughs> I am... Um, I don't know if this... I. It's the most intriguing to me, so it could be my favourite. I don't know that I like it as much as you do. Compared to... Well, two is my least favourite. Okay, Let's fine. say that straight away. So two at the bottom. Yeah. I'd agree with that. And then it's... Okay, fine. So two is at the bottom across the both. Yeah. And then it's between... One and three. The more I drink this, the more I do enjoy it. Yeah, I've had two more drums beforehand. That can always make an end. Absolutely, what you've had before matters. Where do you? Th what region? We didn't ask this to the second one. So, what region do you think this is? I want to say it's Isla because it's smoky. But then the fact that you're like, what region do you think this might be? Means it. I think you're tricking us. This might not be. <laughs> I would say Isla as well. I think I'm I'm fairly confident on that. Ah, I don't think they can it. trick you that much, you know, because they've got their distinct regions for a reason. You know? They are, but I mean, there's smoky whiskey that doesn't come from Isla. And there's... Yeah, yeah. Have you ever, like, I made, uh, <laughs> God, I'm going to sound like a twat. I made honey mustard uh, roasted carrots the other day, right? And I put too much honey on and there was right. stuff right on the edge that got really burnt. And I just ate that straight off the pan, yeah. right? And it has a little bit of that, like very, very burnt honey. Yeah, burnt honey. Oh, burnt honey? Okay. Very, very burnt honey. That's, that, that that's kind a of, kind of wanky tasting notes we want on this, yeah. <laughs> that's what we're going yeah. for. I made a roast the other day, and that's what kind of. I'm actually. I'm going to jump. Treacle is one of the words oh, that's man, actually in the official to, tasting notes. So I think burnt treacle. honey and treacle. There's a. There's definitely a correlation between I those two. I wanted to say treacle, and I thought yeah. no, I won't. And I remembered back to that. So, yeah, it's a definitely the more it goes on, the better. So between so this between and the, the first, this and the first one, then yeah. Which one's the favourite? One or three? And then which one is the core range that you can just get in any supermarket? I'm, this is my favourite. Okay. Yeah, I think like the more I drink it, the more I enjoy it. The very first sip, uh, I mean, very few things have, have I just went, fucking hell. <laughs> like that was, there was a lot of flavour. I'll be genuinely astounded if that's from a supermarket. If, that's, if this one's from the supermarket and you can buy it for 30 quid a bottle... I will be going to the supermarket tonight. <laughs> I, will, I will absolutely be doing that. Uh, I'm the exact same as Gareth. I'll be three, one, two would be mine as well. And I'd be amazed. If, if this is very easy to pick up, then I'm fucking delighted. It's got a bit ale kind of flavour. A little well. bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit like a, a real ale kind of thing going on. Yeah. So the results. Oh my God. I'm so nervous. Number two finished bottom uh, and was both of your selection as the supermarket whiskey. Gentlemen, I'm delighted to confirm that you nailed it. Um, okay. Cardu Gold Reserve. 25, oh, I've got that in the house as 20, well. £25 a bottle on Amazon. I'm so relieved we got that right. Yeah, because there's same. nothing worse than like going, oh, ooh, I'm getting this, and then everyone goes wrong, wrong, you fucking idiot. Like you know when they like trick sommeliers with wine and stuff yeah. like that. I, that like, God, we're so good at this. Yeah, but 
it doesn't matter what happens from now on. Like th- that was the one we had you, to get. You're comfortable. Yeah, 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 you're comfortable. It's it's all wins from here. So bottle number one, which you both selected as your second favorite, is a Dalwini. Is it? Yep. It is the Dalwini Distillery Edition of 2023. Oh. Uh, lovely, really is that sweet. A crazy expensive whiskey. Though? Not overly, to be perfectly honest. I I'm trying to remember. I think it was approximately the sixty five pound mark. Okay, that's fine. So yeah, totally you know, since you've said salt, that's that's the apps. That's what I'm saying. So to... before we reveal what this is, if I said smoked bacon, that's you exactly. Get I've, I've literally bacon. got. I've literally got it in my notes. Right, because you didn't see it. Yeah. You see, it says bacon there. Uh, is it a weird finish? Uh, smoked Kalila bacon question. Oh, really? Yeah. So smoked, genuinely smoked bacon. Uh, and people that know whiskey will probably be able to jump to this right away. It is an Isla. Right. It's an Ardbeg. Of course. Oh. I it's, was going to guess Kalila, but... It's the Oogadale. Oh, a wonderful whiskey. Oh, I don't know what's that. It is the Ardbeg Oogadale. Uh, genuinely, so I'm going to say this. Uh, the, all the whiskies today have come from my own personal selection. If you're a whiskey company and you'd like to sponsor this podcast, please help me because my supply is going to get low. <laughs> it's dwindling. <laughs> so, so this how, is one of my favorites. It's one of those ones that every now and then it will be an offer. Genuinely, the first time I had it, I was like, nah, not a fan. Don't like. The second time I had it, I was like, oh, this is there's something about this. And the more I drink it, the more it's working its it, way up my totally leaderboard. It. It's, I think it's a wonderful complex whiskey. I loved with the Cardew Gold. You both said exactly what I would have said. It it lacks a bit of punch. Mm. And I think with the core ranges, that's typically the thing that it lacks is that just that edge. They sometimes feel a bit, I don't want to say watery, but they've just not got the So I think there's always a mark, like there's always a place for that. Oh, it's one of my guest whiskies. And it's every now and then, it's towards the end of the night, once you've had a few and you can't really taste what you're your drinking. Guest whiskey is, <laughs> yeah, your guest whiskey is still single malt, though. Yes. Oh, oh yeah, fuck. Yeah. I've always got a little famous grouse in. <laughs> no, that's wasted guest whiskey. That's different. If someone's I'm absolutely all... plastered oh, and yeah, asked yeah, for yeah. a whiskey. I've been given Jack Daniels in the past when I thought I was drinking single malt. And it makes, I hate Jack Daniels. It makes me sick. And sure enough, I was sick. Um, but I was so drunk. I didn't know what I was drinking. Yeah, uh, of it course. was a Jack Daniels. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Do you think uh, the famous grouse is called the famous grouse because it's the only time that anyone's ever seen one alive? <laughs> Well, you see them alive and then you... They're always them. dead, yeah. <laughs> they're always dead at the side of the road. Dumbest birds in the world. Yeah. They're still going. It's unbelievable. Uh, well, that that was great. Very, very much enjoyed. And you're so right. The more you drink it, the way, way better it gets. I am definitely going to get a bottle of that because it is lovely. Ardbeg Oogadale, the winner of episode one. We've reached the sipping point. Thank you to Gareth Wath for joining us. Thank you, Angus Coots, for being our whiskey goblin in the corner. And (laughs) thank you for listening to this first ever episode of The Sipping Point. We'll see you again soon. Bye for now. If you want to catch our guest, Gareth Waugh, in the fringe this year, he will be at the Stand Comedy Club, Stand 1 at 1845 with his show, Wouldn't He Be Me? I will also be at the Stand Comedy Club, Stand 4, with my show, Short King, 245. Cheap. You can put that in, I'm just fucking going in, I'm trying to sell as many tickets as I can, I'm at a stupidly big comedy club this year. (laughs)